0: Great to see you back over in England. You're obviously here to promote The Ultimate Fighter the upcoming season. Uh, Give us a bit of an overview of The Ultimate Fighter. There are a few people who know it better than you. You've been in it twice before once as a competitor, once as a coach. Give us an overview for those who don't know.
1: Okay, for those that don't know, to put it in its simplest form, um, you could say it's kind of like Big Brother. You get 16 contestants, 16 pro fighters that are yet unsigned with the UFC. Um, They live in a house, no interaction with the outside world whatsoever, so obviously no TV, no phones, no radio, nothing. Um, They live in a house, but they train twice a day. Um, the, the 16 people are divided into two teams, and they are coached by two UFC fighters this season. I'm one of the coaches, and Jason Mayhem Miller is the other coach. Um, each week, two contestants square off in the octagon. The winner stays; the loser goes home. And you keep going until you whittle it down to two people that fight in the live final in Las Vegas.
0: And how do we determine the two fighters each week?
1: Uh, well, each week. Um, Two guys, uh, well obviously you've got the two coaches. For the first week, we, we flip a coin to see who gets the first fight pick. Yep. From there on in, uh, whichever team wins the fight, the, 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 that guy gets to pick uh, the, uh, the next fight. So yep. basically, if you're, if, if, if for example, if my fighter wins the fight, um, I, I remain in control. I, I pick the matchups. So yep. that's quite a big thing. To be able to pick the matchup, you know, does give you a bit, a bit of an advantage. So um, yeah, it's based on who wins the fight.
0: And tell us about the start of the process. Obviously, you walk in as a coach. You've got 16 fighters there. You've never seen most of them before. Um, how do you go about picking your teams if you, you know, you've got very little to go on with these guys?
1: Um, okay, well, obviously, they have what they call the elimination fights. Yeah. So the pre- preliminary fights. I'm not sure. One of them. Elimination, I think. I should know this. Um, yeah, the elimination fights, what they're going to do is they're going to fight their way into the house. As I said, there's 16 contestants. Start, to start off, there's 32. Yeah. Um, the 16 guys fight to get into the house. So you get to watch those and you take notes. Um, you know, you, you make notes about their various styles and what, what impressed you, what you weren't impressed with. Um, and then from there, obviously these days, we have a wonderful thing called Google. So we go away, we Google them, we do a little bit of research, we find out the fight records all the rest of it, and then based on that we make a fight pick and we get to pick our team.
0: And as I said, you, you've been through this twice before, once as a as a competitor, once as a coach. Tell us about your experiences going through it as a fighter first off.
1: Well, for me being a part of the Ultimate Fighter Season 3 back in 2005, you know, um, one of the best things that ever happened to me, um, you know, it was a fantastic experience um, and, you know, ultimately, you know, it, it paved the way for my career in the UFC. Uh, it gave me a big fan base. It, uh, a lot of people knew who I were. Uh, if I went into the UFC just as a regular fighter, um, I'm sure I would have got there eventually. But, you know, you, you've got to slowly start uh, acquiring fans, you know, with every fight. you yeah. uh, You maybe, get, you know, get more noticed. Um, if you go through the Ultimate Fighter, and if you're fortunate enough to win, like I did, then obviously a lot of people know who you are. You know, several million people tune in and watch the show, and they know who you are. So you can know, kind of gives you a fan base. Um, going through it as a contestant, you know, it, it's hard. You know, you're away from your family. For me, I was on the other side of the world in a foreign country. Um, but you know, I mean, yes, it was a struggle at times. But for me, ultimately, you know, I had my eye on the on, on the prize, so to speak. Uh, I was there for one reason, one reason only, to win the show and be in the UFC. So, although you know it has its downfalls for me, you know it was a fantastic opportunity.
0: Excellent. And as you say, everybody knows who you are now. You're one of the most famous fighters, probably the most famous fighter in the UK. Very, very well known over in the states. Known globally through your fights in the UFC. Jason Mayhem Miller's coming in. People who haven't seen him fight outside of the UFC might not know as much about Jason Mayhem Miller. Sure. T- tell us a bit about him.
1: Yeah, Jason Mayhem Miller. Um, as you said, um, for hardcore MMA fans, they know who he is. He's been around the fight game for a long, long time. Uh, he's fought uh, all over the world, not- notably uh, had a lot of fights in Japan. Um, he's a fantastic fighter, he really is. He's very unorthodox, he's a little bit crazy. He's, uh, I think he's, he's, he's crazy in real life, he's crazy in the ring. He's a bit of a crazy character, um, but he's, he's very, very good. He's very good on the ground, his submission game is very good. Um, um, He's known to uh, people in America who aren't into fighting as such. Um, Pardon me. He has a TV show called uh, MTV's Bully Beatdown, which is on MTV2 in the States. Um, So he has a a crossover appeal because of that, uh, where he was the TV presenter of that show. Um, So, yeah, he's quite a well-known character. As I said, he's known more as a personality because of the TV show, but the fact is is, um, he's a real fighter. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge. Um, He's a loudmouth, obnoxious... Piece of work as well, so um, you know, me and him together because you know, I mean, let's be honest, I don't pull my punches and I'm never short of something to say either. So, uh, the two of us together as coaches on this season, um, made for entertaining viewing. You know, there's definitely ups and downs, there's definitely uh, a lot of arguments, there's um, uh, you know, heated discussions. Um, he tries to start a fight with me several times, you know, so um, you know, but. The program is about the fights. I don't want to take away from the contestants on the show. We're there for the fights, but in the meantime, me and Jason, we definitely give you some reasons to tune in. Excellent. And how much? How much
0: of this uh, is bravado and playing to the cameras, and how much of it is is genuine uh, disrespect or dislike for you?
1: Well, for me, you know, I I never really play up to the cameras. You know, I mean, I've been around them a long time now, so it's not something I don't see a camera and think, "Oh, there's the camera. I need to start putting on a show." Jason, I think, was definitely a little bit guilty of that. Um, you know, I, I I see a camera go on him and he, he changes instantly. You know, with me, what you see is what you get. Um, at the start of filming of the show, because we have uh, mutual acquaintances, so, you know, we've hung out a couple of times in the States, and I found him to be an okay kind of guy. Um, as filming started, you know, first couple of days it was okay, but once the competition got underway and, um, you know, the fight started happening, you know, we, we they, they, our relationship quickly deteriorated, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm looking forward to fighting that guy now. He, he, uh, he pushed a few buttons, and uh, I managed to restrain myself and, and, and not lose my cool. But uh, December 3rd, I'm looking to fight him and putting him in his place.
0: And going, uh, going back to the guys that you've been coaching, um, they're obviously, you know, they're coming in, they're probably you know varying levels of experience when they come into the Ultimate Fighter House some come in with maybe two or three fights on the card some come with sort of ten or more yep um, how, do you, how, how do you find coaching a group of fighters who perhaps completely different levels of ability different areas of expertise you might have some of are Muay Thai fighters some who are Jiu Jitsu fighters or wrestlers how do you tailor training when you've got a big group of fighters like that to try and keep everybody on the level? Well,
1: that is the, the difficult thing. You know, I mean, as you said, uh, some guys are more experienced, some guys, you know, to put it in, uh, you know, some guys are better than others. You know, some guys are very technical, some guys are very aggressive and maybe not so technical, some guys, you know, cerebral, you know what I mean? So it's very hard. Uh, and as you said, some guys, you know, they have completely different styles. You might get a guy that's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. But his striking isn't too clever. Whereas you've got a guy that's an amazing striker, but terrible on the ground. So you can't do one set session. You know, you've, you've, you've got to pull guys to one side and get them to focus on their weaknesses. Um, so that's why you know I had a great uh, assistant coaching team uh, who came in and helped me. And um, that's what we did. We kind of at times, we'd, sometimes we trained together as a group, particularly when we were doing our sparring and things like that. Uh, but other times we'd break it up into little sections you know I'd say right you guys you go with Brady who was uh, my assistant coach for Jiu Jitsu other times I'd say you go do wrestling I'd say you guys come with me and we'll do some pads and work on boxing so you just got to break it up and tailor to their individual needs and
0: this is a you know this is a TV show this is an entertainment show but the fighting is absolutely real isn't it there's no messing around here uh, and, and you know for people who are maybe watching this show for the first time uh, give them give them a brief outline of mixed martial arts as a sport they might understand boxing. They will have seen professional wrestling, um, and they probably see UFC somewhere between the two.
1: Sure. Um, well, first and foremost, you know, um, you're right. There is, you, you know, you could say boxing and wrestling, and it is somewhere between the two. But I quickly point out this is absolutely real. There is no, no choreography. Uh, every punch, kick, slam, knee, every move you see is real and thrown with bad intentions. Um, the sport, uh, obviously mixed martial arts, is fought over 3-5 minute rounds. You can punch, kick, knee, elbow, you can use wrestling. Basically, basically it encompasses boxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, kickboxing, taekwondo, and any other fighting martial art um, that is um, deemed as useful in a real-life fighting situation. Um, obviously, as I said, sport over 3-5 minute rounds. You can win by knockout, TKO, submission, or uh, judge's decision. Um, It's a very safe sport, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not for the Um, faint-hearted. It's definitely a real-life combat situation, but, um, you know, it it is statistically much more safer than boxing. There's never been a death or a serious injury in the sport. That said, as I said, people get knocked out, people get dropped, people get their arms sometimes hurt, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it's very, very exciting.
0: And looking forward for you personally, uh, you know, the middleweight division it's, it's pretty stacked with, with, with great fighters. Where do you see your standing within the middleweight division right now? Um, and how do you see yourself progressing? Obviously, you've got Miller next.
1: Sure. Uh, right, okay, well, I mean, to answer your question, where do I see myself? I see myself right up there as, as one of the top contenders for the belt right now. Uh, I've only really lost one fight at middleweight, and that was a long time ago now. Since then, I've been on a good run. I uh, had some impressive victories, and uh, I, I feel like I'm ready to challenge for the title. Anderson Silva, he's the champ, um, and you know, rightly so regarded as one of the, you know, well, probably the best pound for pound fighter on the planet right now. Probably the most dominant fighter in the history of the sport. Um, they're saying that he's cleaned out the middleweight division. You know, that upsets me a little bit. I don't think he's, you know, he hasn't cleaned everyone out. We haven't fought. Uh, I want to fight him. Obviously, I've got to fight Miller. Um, hopefully, do the business on December third at the live final of the Ultimate Fighter. And um, you know, if I do that and I do it in style. And the powers that be, i.e. the top brass at the UFC, they see me fit for a title shot. Hopefully I'll get that and uh, I'll take it to him.
0: Brilliant. And Miller was uh, a replacement coach on yep. uh, tough. It was going to be uh, Charles Sonnen, I understand. Sure. Um, that was a fight that, that excited a lot of people. You yeah, know, yeah, the potential. yeah just for the build-up as much as of the fight it would have been amazing is that, is that a fight you can see happening a bit further down the line? Yeah,
1: you know I'm, I mean as you said it was supposed to be Chael Sonnen everyone knows Chael is uh, loud outspoken he's very entertaining I'm a fan of Chael Sonnen A, he's a great fighter B, you know he, he talks a lot of trash but a lot of it's quite funny he's, he's very witty with his remarks and uh, yeah i love to tune in and see what he's going to say next and you're right for me and uh, Chael Sonnen that would have been great. I, I feel like he'd have given me a better uh, verbal challenge than Miller did do. You know, he, he tried, he tried, he tried it on a few times, but I feel like I wipe the floor with him every time. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, do I see that, that match-up down the line? Of course, you know. Chelsea's right up there. He's, uh, you know, one of the top contenders, and I'm sure at some point our, our paths will cross.
0: Excellent. And one of your training partners, uh, just, just to finish up, Quinton Rampage-Jackson. Uh, set to take on Johnny Bones Jones yep um, he trains out of your, your training camp at Wolfslayer. how's his training going How do, how's yeah, he yeah well
1: uh, I, uh, unfortunately he, he's training up at Denver at the moment with with, with the Wolfslayer team yep. they're using the Muscle Farm training facility which is in Denver uh, I haven't been able to get up there for this training camp so Rampage if you see this I do apologise I'm very sorry but he knows I've been busy I've had a lot of things on my plate recently so I haven't been able to um, but I've been in regular contact with Anthony he's the manager uh, and, and some of the other training guys, a good friend of mine, is uh, holding pads for him as well. And um, by all accounts, he's looking absolutely amazing. Uh, he's been on weight for a long time now. Uh, his cardio's through the roof. Apparently, he's he's living in the gym. He's not even leaving the gym. He's sleep. He, he, he's spending every moment in the gym. He's sleeping in the gym, and uh, he's very focused, very determined, and he's ready to do it. And a rampage Jackson that's on weight, in shape, focused, and ready to go. He's a very, very dangerous man. And, uh, you know, I truly believe that Rampage is going to knock him out. It's going to be a hell of a fight. John Bones Jones is, is no joke. You know, he's no joke and he's a great champion. But uh, if anyone's going to beat him, it's Rampage.
0: And you can watch that coming up on ESPN. Where can we see the ultimate fight? OK, from?
1: next Thursday night, uh, which is Thursday, the 26th of, 22nd of September. I get punched in the head for a living. <laughs> Thursday, 22nd of September, FX, 11pm, uh, and every week after that, My Fight, December 3rd. Jason Miller, that's uh, the final episode. Tune in, watch the series. It's the best season of The Ultimate Fighter ever.
0: Michael Bisbeck, thank you very much.
1: My pleasure. So